Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of February 3rd, 2019. As always, I'm your host Tyler Callahan and this week we got stories in all three categories, tech, games, and movies. First up is tech. Apple retail chief is leaving in April. Apple's head of retail, Angela Andres, will be leaving the company in April. The former CEO of Burberry joined Apple back in 2014. Her successor will be Deirdre O'Brien, who is currently the head of HR and will actually manage both roles. Angela is most known for changing up the Apple stores and trying to turn them into town centers, where people can meet and they also install trees. Now, I don't know much about her, so my opinion on this will be brief, but I'm fine with her leaving. In my opinion, the Apple store has gotten worse over the past few years, and I know what she was trying to do and I respect it, but it just didn't work. For anyone who has gone to an Apple store, do you like sitting on small wooden boxes as you wait? Or have you ever participated in a class? Or how about when you enter and you have no idea where to go to try and find someone to help you? If I was in charge of Apple Store, I'd have a bit more order. And if you want to have the town square setting, that's nice. But you gotta offer some drinks or snacks, like team up with a Costa Coffee or Starbucks, something. Because when I'm waiting for help for my $1,000 phone, I should not have to be waiting on a wooden box looking like an idiot. You want to have the town square thing? Cool, I gotta wait a few minutes for, you know, my genius appointment. Let me sit at a bar, let me get a drink, quick coffee, whatever, get a donut, something. But if you've gone to an Apple store, you've seen the wooden boxes, they're all in the back corner, everyone's just sitting there. They look like idiots. It's not great. Quick update on the FaceTime security bug. This week, Apple did release an update to iOS to fix the group FaceTime issue where people could listen in to you before you picked up. It's called iOS 12.1.4, and you should download it immediately just to be safe. Along with that, Apple will be compensating the person who found the bug. A 14-year-old kid called Grant Thompson discovered it and told his parents, who then told Apple about it. Apple has confirmed that they will be compensating him for finding it and also provides some funds for his tuition for college. The amount for either was not disclosed. So good for the family and good for the kid for being compensated for this because while it looks like he might have found it by accident, right, it doesn't seem to be he was a proper bug tester that was just trying to break the phone, try and find any bugs, he just happened to find it. He should still be compensated for it because Apple and their developers should have caught this. Again, Hopefully Apple's a bit more vigilant with bugs like this. Spotify is moving more into podcasts. Spotify is making moves into podcasts by acquiring Gimlet Media and Anchor. Spotify has noticed a spike in listeners listening to podcasts on their service and they want to cash in on that. And it is willing to spend up to 400 to $500 million this year on companies to do so. That's right, this is just the start for them. The goal for Spotify overall is to be the number one audio platform, not just music or podcasts. I think overall this is a smart play for Spotify as Apple Music and other competitors are growing. Also, podcasts have exploded in recent years, so it is natural to want to cut from that. For me, I just hope they don't ruin Anchor. It currently runs two of my three podcasts, and right now it works really well, so besides being a bit worried about that, it's a good move. Instagram really, really wants you to watch IGTV. Since it launched last year, IGTV has not been doing great, with it dropping off the public's radar quick, and people just focusing on regular Instagram. Well... Instagram is not happy about this, and they would like you to please, please, please watch some content there. That's why they'll soon be adding IGTV previews into your main feed. That's right, as you scroll past it, you will not be able to avoid it. So the way it works is they'll only be putting in the IGTV videos from people you follow. So they won't just be throwing in random ones. So, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this. And I don't think I'm alone in thinking this either. Look, I like the idea of IGTV. I really did. And I did try to put some work into it for a bit, but the issue for me was the implementation. Look, I have over 200 followers on Instagram, and that's small, I understand. 
but I made some videos on IGTV and I would get maybe 20 views at most. Meanwhile, if I was to post anything to my story, I'm guaranteed to get anywhere up to like 80, 90 people viewing my story. So if I was to put in work to make a video for IGTV, why would I just not put that work in doing it for a story or an actual Instagram post and get more views, more likes? If the audience is not there for smaller people like me, how many people are there for the bigger Instagrammers? Obviously there'll be more, but how much more? Like it is clear that people have said that they are not fans of IGTV. I think instead of pushing it more and more into Instagram, they should actually make it better. Like why should I drop YouTube or Twitch or even Netflix to watch videos here? Remember, when they launched this, they were like, everyone's on their phones watching content. That's true. We wanna make vertical content. There's not a lot of vertical content. I respect that. So then make good vertical content, sponsor people, come up with ideas. If you're trying to get people to switch off YouTube and Netflix off their phone to watch IGTV, you have failed so far. T-Mobile promises to not raise rates if merger with Sprint goes through. In their continued lobbying to the government, T-Mobile CEO John Lizier wrote a letter to the head of the FCC. In the letter, Lizier promised that they would not raise rates on plans for three years if the merger was approved. In other talks, they have mentioned it, it would take about three years for them to properly merge their networks. This one is a bit of a short story, but yeah, this is just T-Mobile promising anything they need to get this merger through. And usually for mergers, the companies that make these promises, they do keep them. They do. They're not going to fall back on them. However, they'll only keep them for that certain amount of time. So I do believe T-Mobile here. The merger goes through. I won't see my bill go up for three years. However, I am worried that the day after that ends, boom, prices increase. So that's what I'm worried about. Print is now suing AT&T over 5GE. Sprint is now suing AT&T over its use of 5GE. For the lawsuit, Sprint says that this will confuse customers into thinking they actually have 5G and are saying that AT&T should not be allowed to say any phone has 5GE unless it follows the 5G standard set. Along with this, they are also suing for damages done as they are claiming that they lost sales because of this. To bring up some facts, Sprint surveyed customers about 5GE and 54% of them believed that 5GE was at least as fast as 5G, which we know is a complete lie and is barely faster than regular 4G. So for now we wait and see what happens, Sprint is also trying to file an injunction banning AT&T from using the term 5GE while the lawsuit moves forward, but we won't know how the judge will rule on that yet. While I don't think it will go anywhere, I'm glad Sprint is suing AT&T because 5GE is just straight up 100% bullshit. Look, a lot of consumers are not that tech savvy, so I really hate it when companies abuse that and this is a clear case of it. AT&T can fuck off. Moving over to games, we got one story, pretty big story. Respawn launches Apex Legends, a Titanfall-based battle royale. This week, to the surprise of many, Respawn Entertainment announced and launched a brand new game called Apex Legends. Apex Legends is a free-to-play battle royale set in the Titanfall universe. However, it is its own unique game. It is neither like Titanfall or other battle royale games. So unlike Titanfall, this does not have Titans and Wall running, the two standout features of the game. Also, unlike other battle royale games, this is just one mode of 60 people and in teams of three. There are no duos, singles, or a squad of four to be found here. But while it is unlike those games in some ways, it is a bit similar to class-based shooters such as Overwatch. Unlike Fortnite or PUBG, where you are nobody and you start with nothing, here you can pick from a selection of characters, each with their own abilities. To also make it a bit more unique to Battle Royale games is that you can have a chance to revive your teammates. This works when your teammates pick up a token where that was left from when your teammate died. You would then have to bring the token to a respawn area. However, if you are actually able to make it there and your buddy respawns, they will be brought back to life, but they will not have any gear or weapons. So how has this surprise launch on PC, PS4, and Xbox One gone? Really, really well. In the first three days, Apex Legends has hit 10 million players, 
with over a million concurrent. Yes, it does help that it is free to play. However, besides the Titanfall brand, no one knows what these developers are and what the game is. So for them to just drop it and say, hey, this is a free Battle Royale game set in the Titanfall universe and get 10 million people in three days, that's absolutely crazy. So I'm glad Respawn is doing great right now, and I hope that they're able to keep some of the player base and build upon the game. The only sad news we got out of this is that, at least currently, Titanfall 3 is not in development. That's a bit disappointing. And lastly, movies. Disney's deal with Netflix is over. Well, we have known for a while now that Disney's deal with Netflix is over, thanks to Disney starting their own streaming service. We now know when it will end based on the movies Netflix gets, and Captain Marvel will be the first one they will not get. From Captain Marvel on, Disney movies will be held back to be released on Disney's streaming service Disney+. Plus. As of now, there's no set release date or price, just that it will come out by the end of the year. Not surprised by this, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that getting all those sweet Disney movies on Netflix is coming to an end soon. Disney confirms that they will keep making R-rated movies. In a conference call going over to quarterly earnings, Disney CEO reaffirmed that Disney will continue making R-rated movies after its acquisition of 21st Century Fox. Iger said that they are still popular, so they will continue to make them. However, they will be separated from the Disney brand. And we will have to wait and see what kind of R-rated movies will be made, but I assume the franchises like Alien and hopefully Deadpool will keep going. I was never someone that was worried about this, because if they did do that, they then basically just wanted to spend over $70 billion for X-Men rights. And I don't think that's true. So obviously they have an interest in keeping these franchises that Fox had alive. Also, if they did do that, it would be cutting off a shit ton of cash. And the public would be furious at them. Because the fear with this buyout is, it one, it shrinks, you know, the movie studios, which is already bad enough. But then the fear is, well, Disney will decide the fate of a lot of franchises Fox had. And if Disney comes out and says, yeah, we're just going to ignore all of them, then their fears are confirmed. And that basically means, like, Disney's out to ruin movies. One way to look at it is, like, no R-rated movies. But they're not stupid. They see the money in it. They're going to keep making it. What's probably going to happen is that... These movies will be under the 21st Century Fox brand, not the Disney brand, so people understand it's separated. Warner Brothers is planning an Aquaman spin-off horror movie. This is according to The Hollywood Reporter, who has the exclusive on this. They are saying that Warner Brothers is developing a spin-off of Aquaman that is focused on the creepy sea creatures from The Trench. Called The Trench, it would be a lower-budget horror movie and produced by James Wan, but not directed. It would not feature any of the main cast from the first Aquaman movie. Now remember, this movie is still in early production and it may not even happen. However, The Hollywood Reporter is also saying that Warner Brothers has commissioned a script to be written by Noah Gardner and Adrian Fitzgerald. So on paper, this idea sounds a bit crazy and a bit stupid. However, I like it. Those creatures were definitely creepy. And what Warner Brothers seems to be doing with DC is that they'll have their big budget superhero movies. You have Shazam, you have Aquaman, Wonder Woman. You still get those. But also smaller films like this or Birds of Prey. There are DC movies, but they are smaller in budget and in scale. So... So let's say here, for example, the budget for this movie is $100 Because you do need the CGI for this, for the monsters to look good. And it makes around 400 to $500 million worldwide. That's a decent profit. Not a big profit, but a decent profit. Now I'm just looking on the upside of this. And look, it's Warner Brothers. They're either really great, sometimes also really fucking bad. So on the flip side, this can be complete trash if they make it. But I'm a bit hopeful, and I understand why they want to do it. And that is it for this week's episode of What Happened. Quite a few interesting stories. What did you find interesting? Please let me know in the comments uh, on Instagram at Tyler Callahan Media. For me, personally, I was more interested in the Warner Brothers movie. The Trench, it's completely weird, completely out of left field. But I'm into it. I'm digging it. But let me know what you think. Again, at Tyler Callahan Media. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Callahan 95 Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.